just like Peter and John were identified when they were arrested, when they were preaching the gospel in Jerusalem. And uh, the Luke said about that moment, said, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. This is the kind of transformation that people will see immediately in you. You are not a common person, a worldly person, I'm, I'm talking about, a worldly person, uh, no longer, once you are born again. If you are a born again uh, Christian, you are no longer of this world. In fact, the world will hate you. If you are a friend of the world, if you are a friend with the world, and when I mean the world, I'm not talking about the people of the world. I mean, I'm talking about the system that governs the world and governs the people of the world. You are not a citizen of heaven. You are still of the world. You have not been born again. And by the way, if you are born again, you do not behave like the world does. You don't think like the world does. You don't talk like the world talks. You have a new family because you have a new father. You have a new heart, a new mind, and you have new principles to live by. And those principles are, are found in the, in the inspired, inherent, and invincible Word of God. You have known the truth, and the truth has set you free. You are free from sin, but now you are a slave of Christ. You are not of yourself. Christ is your Savior, your Master, your Lord, your God. You are a child of God, born of the Spirit. You should not go back to your previous condition. You don't want to, to go back. This verse starts with, therefore. That means... This worry, this word carries out a conclusion within it from what was Paul has been talking about. Mm -hmm. In consequence, if uh, of God's grace through through Christ's life, through His death, His resurrection, His victory over sin, you are in Christ, and you are united with Him. But you have also, therefore, if that word if. Is a is la that we read there is is a is a condition and uh, if anyone uh, is in Christ, this this uh, word allows me to ask questions, several questions about uh, what we are. In First Corinthians uh, one thirty, we we read, and because of God. You are in Christ. And who became to us wisdom of God, righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. So, it's not of you. You have done, done nothing. It's the work of God in your life. You have done nothing to be, to be in Christ. God did it all for you. Because, what, because of what Paul uh, talked about, in the previous verses, because of his love for you. If anyone is in Christ, uh, to be in Christ, I have 
I, I have here for this verse uh, three points to talk about. For, number one is your identity. If anyone uh, is in Christ, and to be in Christ, you you are gaining at the moment, at that moment when you are born again, a new identity, a new identity, not just a position where you are located within Christ or you know I'm here sitting comfortable. No, you gain an identity. You are no longer the same. Those who belong to to the world permanently, they suffer identity crisis and they are always searching in all I will, I will call this the library of the world in the lives of Satan they are looking for to find an identity and Satan has established in this system almost an unlimited number of corrupted options to select from so people can have an identity that is a through the, through the so-called science, through false religions, through politics, through the social media, through every discipline on earth, and especially, I will say this, through television. People imitate other people in the search of an, of, of an identity, or they imitate even an animal, an insect, a spider, a fly, or even an alien from another planet, to have an identity and they get rewarded even for living a life of lies and they are even pr promised heaven when they die and you can watch those on television and you can you can you know you can if you go watch a movie and, and you get yourself into the movie and you like it at the end of the movie you will feel like oh he went to heaven when he died we all, we all, all will go to heaven. But for those who have been born again, the Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, you have a new identity. A new identity. You don't need to look in the world for models to imitate. You have already a model in Christ Jesus. The word if is a conjunction, as I said before. And it is there so we, we may continuously ask ourselves, am I in Christ or am I still in the world? Am I one of his disciples or am I believing the lies, the lies of Satan? Am I producing the fruit for, for, for Jesus or am I living a selfish life? Am I loving my neighbor and myself or who cares? How am I living? That if is there for that. If anyone is in Christ. You can answer these questions only if you are in Christ. If you are not in Christ, you already know it. But you can answer those questions that I just read to you if you are in Christ. Otherwise, you could be deceived. Even if you are in church. Even if you go to a Bible study. Even if you go to a prayer meeting, you could not be in Christ and go to a prayer meeting or go to church or go to a Bible study. Or even be in a revival meeting, as we have seen so many, you know, these days. And uh, 
It is only if you are in Christ that you, that you can sincerely answer this question. The word if help us to evaluate ourselves to answer any question we have about not only those questions, but any question about life. Who am I? Do I stand for truth? Which principle do I live by? Who is in control of my life? A disciple of Christ has a new heart, a new spirit, a new mind, a new set of attitudes to live by. Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel in chapter 36 wrote, and 36.26 and 36.27. The Lord promised this. I will give you a new heart and, I, and a new spirit I will put within you. I will remove the, the heart of stone from the flesh, from your flesh, and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. We are also given a new mind, the mind of Christ. As it says Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. So, his thoughts becomes our thoughts. His word becomes our word. His command becomes our commands. That's why we have the, the, the mind of Christ. I have the, the I have said before that uh, yeah we have the mind of Christ but we need to go to his word to understand how God thinks how God loves how God uh, forgiven forgives us has forgiven us whatever is is uh, whatever it is uh, Whatever it is about Christ, whatever it is his possession, now by grace alone, by faith alone, by his word alone, by God's work alone, for his glory alone is ours. That belongs to us too. Because we are in Christ, for those who are in Christ. In Christ we have a new life, a new citizenship, a new family, a new purpose, a new identity. And we must never forget where we came from. Anyone in Christ is one who was not in Christ before. You were not born. Even though if I, like my, my daughter Kelly said the other day when she gave her testimony, I was born in a Christian home. I was, I participated in almost every activity in church. I went to the camps. I worked as a missionary. I did this for the Lord, that for the Lord. I drove my car to the church. Every Sunday. <clears throat> but I didn't know the Lord. I wasn't in Christ. Anyone before Christ was? Before Christ, anyone was spiritually dead, spiritually blind. He was thirsty. He was hungry. He was lost. Was working, was walking in darkness. Was going straight to hell. Was a slave of sin. Was captive of the devil. And, and obey the devil. We need to understand that because we need we need to to be humble before the Lord and say, I know where I where I where I was living. Now I am no I know where I am standing right now in Christ. I cannot forget my past. My sins were forgiven, yes. But my past is in my mind. 
I know it. And for sure, I am very grateful to the Lord. Anyone before Christ was, any, any, anyone before Christ was, uh, had hope in this world, was living a worldly life, was pleasing the sinful self, seeing sinful sin, was proud of possessions, proud of position, proud of popularity, and was looking for those things. Now the Lord says, seek the heaven of the kingdom of heaven first. Proud of his or her best life here and now, according to the world. Remember what Christ said to us when we were in the world. He said, I came to call, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. I came that they may have life. I came and I may have it abundantly. I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Christ came into this world for you and for me. Anyone in Christ who has, who has been born again, born of the Spirit, has, has abundant life, has eternal life, walks in the light, is dead to himself and dead to the world. Anyone in Christ is anyone who shares the bread of life with others and shares the water of life with other people that are hungry too and they are thirsty. Anyone in Christ can do these things because he is, he is ordered to imitate Christ himself. Be imitators of God, says the, the Apostle Paul uh, to the Ephesians. Be imitators of God. This Jesus is our model of, for life, on which we must, we must start living the new life. This is the new, uh, new fundament for building a godly character. It is the new transformation. It is a new you. And this, this, uh, I wanted to give this, uh, first point, the new identity that we have now. Before, and after, where we, we, we come from the world, but we, and we are still in the world, but we are not of the world. We are here temporarily. We are not, we should not be thinking about establishing ourselves here on earth. There is no hope in this world. And you have a new identity. And, and it says here, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. You are a new creature. Number point number two. And I, I want to, to talk about this uh, in the following manner. The following lies. The following lie is the old Satan lie that he told woman in the Garden of Eden. You shall be like God. Hmm. Utopian concept of a new man is embedded in all religions and in all political ideologies. This concept of a new man, the creation of a new human being or citizen replacing the ideal human be beings or citizens have been plagiarized from the Bible. They have plagiarized this uh, from the Bible. Satan is a thief 
and he does he doesn't have the power to create anything except lies. We know that humanity has been full by the creation of this new man, especially introduced by now by communism all over the world since the 19th century. They are always talking about the new world and how how to become the new world. The catastrophic result of communism, humanism, and all all and other isms are evident everywhere. And people are still hoping to see the new man according to their simple expectations. We know that the end of this of this is perdition, as can be seen everywhere. How then is it possible that Christians are a new creation, a new creature? How is it possible? Only God, the Father of Jesus Christ, has the power to create through his word, through the logos describing the Gospel of John, a new creature. He has the power. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, that the logos was there creating. He has the power to create. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, so we could walk in them. This new creation, this new creature, is born of the Spirit, born of God. This new creature has nothing to do with the old, except the old rotter, the old rotten, simple container, the old man, the sinful flesh. So though that all the glory is given to the Creator and none to us, the believer has a twofold moral personality. There is a fight within us. I can feel it every day, every moment of my life, every minute almost. There is in him the old man, the simple flesh, and there is in him also the young, the godlike spiritual nature, the born again creature. So that all the glory will be to God. We will give all the glory to God. Whatever we bring uh, within us from the womb of our mother is the old man. Whatever we receive by grace of the, is of the Holy Spirit and is a new creature in us. In the great spiritual transformation experienced by every believer, there is a twofold and a conscious operation, and a coincident, coincident operation. The putting off of the old and the putting on of the new. There is an act of renunciation. We must renunciate to the old, to the old. We must be empowered by the Holy Spirit to, to do this. We cannot do it by ourselves. We have the tendency to, to think that we, we can do it, but we cannot. I mean, I'm talking about as the old man. This change uh, is complete. It pervades the whole man, ruling every power, fashioning the character, and inspiring the entire life. God will transform us from within of us. Through the, with the Holy Spirit. This is how the, the, the new creation is in us. He is working with the hands, the Holy Spirit, 
through his word in our hearts to transform us. And this change is, uh, is divine. It's from God. It's not from us. Man has no power of himself to affect the renewal of his nature. None at all. It is not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but it is of God. It is the triumph of the divine grace, and to God only all praise is due. There is no need for an external distinction, distinction for the new creation. There is no need to wear any uniform. There is no need to to wear uh, something on, on your neck to tell others that you are you are you have been born again. Except the good works that follow those who have been born again. Galatians six fifteen says it doesn't matter if anyone is circumcised or not. The only thing that matters is that this new life we have from God. This new creature is from God. Colossians 3.11 In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Greek or a Jew. Circumcised or not. It doesn't matter if you speak a different language or even if you are a Sicilian. It doesn't matter if you are a slave or free. Christ is all that matters. And He is all of you. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter your nationality. It doesn't matter your economical condition. It doesn't matter the language that you speak. The only thing that matters is Christ and we are in Him. Thus we are born again. Once more, the word if allows me to evaluate myself. Am I a creature that pleases God in, every, in everything? Or am I still pleasing myself in everything? It helped me to evaluate my identity, but it also helped me to evaluate my, my condition of a new creature. Am I a new creature? Really? Am I a new creation of God? Or am I still pleasing myself? Do I live for myself or do I, do I live for the one I have been crucified with? Christ. And it is no longer I who live, but is Christ who lives in me. And the land which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. What kind of life am I living? What is my identity? Uh, do we live by faith or do we live by sight? Do I know the high cost of my creator, of my creation, or do I ignore the price that was paid for me? It, it is by grace, of course, but it, ah, there was a high price for pay for my transformation, for the new creation that I am. Therefore, if, any, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things pass away. Behold, new things have come. So, point number three, we have a new destiny. People like to talk about destiny. Christ was destined from eternity past to die for us on the cross. What is our destiny? What, what, why are we here? Why are we still here? Why are, what, what are we doing here on earth? Well, let me tell you, Christ's destiny is your destiny. Because you could, as the first, the first uh, 
followers of Christ, they gave their life for Christ. Are you willing to give your life for Christ? If you have a new destiny, Christ, Christ's destiny is yours. It belongs to you. Everything that have, that Christ has belongs to you too. His, his, his power, yes. His suffering, yes, belongs to you. It is a destiny of continuous transformation, but in crescendo. To be like that, like Jesus said in Matthew, uh, I think it's five forty-eight. You must be perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect. Perfection. God wants perfection from us. Not to be a perfectionist in uh, or uh, legalist. No, He's not talking about that. He's talking about the previous verses that He talked about, beginning in chapter five, verse one. You know about uh, about the humble people and the sermon on the mount. That profession God wants from us. This, uh, this is what happens to any person who is born in this world. Uh, they are born from, from the mother and the father, so they are continually continually trying to, to, to be mature, to be a, a woman become, a, a girl becomes a woman, and uh, normally, and uh, a man wants to be, you know, uh, like God created them, a, a man with purpose in life, with a family, and uh, so we, as new creatures in, in Christ, we have a purpose. We are not here to, as the pastor says some, sometimes, we're not here to, to, to be fed continuously without doing anything. We're here for a purpose. Uh, you are in a creation and you have to grow until you become like Christ. God continuously will uh, work in your life, in our life, until His purpose is fulfilled. Your past is gone forever. Your past is finished. The old self has been crucified with Christ. There is no turning back. There should be no turning back for those who follow Christ. In Christ, you are dead to the world. In Christ, you are dead to the old self. You, cannot, you can no longer live for yourself. In Christ, you have a new identity. You, have, you are a new creature. In Christ, you have a new purpose for your, for your new spiritual life. There is a transformation continuously going on in your life. If you go to His Word, if you eat from His Word, just like the normal people would be transformed into, you know, from a child to an adult, now we need, we need to grow from a child in Christ to be a man of God, perfect man of God. And you can do that with the water of life. You can do that with the Word of life. You can do that with the Spirit of life. And Christ working in you. There is nothing else for you to do out of Christ. There is nothing else for you to do out of Christ. Because without Christ, you can do nothing. He said, you are here to do His will, not yours. You are here to fulfill His purpose for life. This is the call for tonight. This is the call from the Word of God. Of uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. 
May God help us to fulfill the purpose of His purpose for our life in our, in our lifetime while we wait for Christ's second coming.